It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. All right, welcome back to episode 22 of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Uh, Tim's back, so that's good. All three hey, of hey. those are, are back on the podcast. Uh, what, uh, what were you doing on your uh, your week off from the podcast there, Tim? I was at a work conference, uh, even though it, was kind of, it wasn't too far away, but it was overnight in Scottsdale. It was pretty, pretty awesome, so just for... The vendor that I deal with at my school district that I'm primarily the uh, person responsible for using the SMS system. So it was pretty cool to get wined and dined and given some really good whiskeys and all that I and and learned some things. So I'll take it. That's awesome. Well, well, me and Jackson are glad to have you back. I don't know if you heard us on the uh, podcast previously, but, you know, maybe you owe us a uh, solo Tim episode. I mean, I, I would sure. like to hear it. Talk good, about dialogue. It. Good, good dialogue in that episode. Oh, we need the... Tim and his thoughts online. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be about the bear, just whatever's, whatever he's got. But you know what? You, you said you mentioned you got wined and dined, Tim. You know who didn't do any whining and dining? That was the referees to the Chicago Bears on Monday night, yesterday. So let's just let's just get right into it. The Bears lose in, I, I don't know if you'd call it heartbreaking fashion, to the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Um, to what the, are Pittsburgh, you guys, the uh, Pittsburgh referees, huh? The Pittsburgh referees. So what are, like, what are your, I don't know who wants to go first, but what are your initial thoughts on the game from yesterday and how how it all went down. It's, it was like two games, if you think about it. It really it was that. I, I'm yeah. glad you said that. It was a tale of two halves. Right? Like, it, it, like even in the first half, like, how badly they played. Like, going into halftime, what, it was like 14-6 or 14-3, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Pittsburgh should have been up by, like, three or four touchdowns. So, like, we, we also should have uh, had a couple of touchdowns, or at least the one at that point. should have had one, right, which is a new rule this year I looked up. Um, and it looked like Daniels even, like, missed his block. Like, you can't, are you going to call that even if you didn't make contact with the guy? I, I thought that was the worst call of the entire game was that one because it actually took away a touchdown. Ah, that's, a, that's a big that's a big, big take. It was a bad call, but, it, man. It took away a touchdown. It literally yeah. took away a touchdown. Yeah. Well, and then what was the first red zone visit too with, you know, Jimmy Graham both times not being able to haul that one in and then throw it to him again. It just was like, oof. Yeah, the he, play design was just bad. He like, had a big catch later like, on. I, yeah. I know the refs were didn't do us any favors, but like the Bears didn't do themselves any favors either. I mean, it was just like the penalties that they got were like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Right? Like, Lining up offsides three different times, two by the same guy, like an eleven-year pro, too, on the same drive. It's just like, come on, or like coming out of a timeout and getting another penalty again. That's like the third time this year. Yeah, or wide receivers lining up where they're not supposed to. Like you got Fields redirecting men down Goodwin. Field. I will admit, I know it was a tale of two halves. I did, 
I had to turn off the game in the second quarter. I just like was so frustrated with what I was watching, what with the play design, the the horrible discipline, another personal foul against uh, Blackson. So you know, there's still no discipline there. I had to turn on the Bulls game to like just kind of ease myself down. And they came a, back and won, which was a great idea. And I think maybe that momentum from the Bulls winning or something in my crazy brain got them rolling in the second half. But yeah, it definitely was. I mean, it was. It went from like, wow, this is like horrible, horrible football. I'm depressed. And then you watch the second half and you see Fields developing, which we'll talk to in a sec uh, or talk about in a second. And you're like, oh, no, this is this is exciting. This is the kind of what, Tim, you were talking about in our group chat saying that, you know, that's why you were hopeful that the Bears are going to show up against the Steelers. If they played like that for four quarters, you know, maybe they walk away with a, a victory regardless of the. If they played like that for three quarters, they win the game. They probably win the game by like six or seven points. I mean, what you saw at halftime, it was 63 yards to 63 yards for both quarterbacks. Right. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's offense was just like ours. The most frustrating part of the game, besides what we'll probably touch on in a minute, that ending sequence and just those calls, uh, was for me that second drive. That second drive was just textbook naggy uh jackson's already alluded to it with the time out there but just you got jakeem grant running it out and then Dude, you go, that guy that guy's yeah. on the shit list oh I'm yeah so done with him the you know, it, was cool. and, uh, yeah. it was cool to see the first week you know because it was something different and now it's just like is this guy dumb and what because he, he put them him? he put he put them in so many bad field. I think they neutered teams. him at the end of the game because he was actually taking knees. But that that second drive, I mean, what you have that penalty first down. Now we're back, you know, inside the ten yard line with you know, and Fields runs that nine yard uh, nine yard QB design run. Okay, we're back in it. And then what happens? We don't know the play. Right. You know, we, Can't we don't get lined know, up. Yeah, we don't know the play. This is now like at that point because we just went three and out. So that what is that now? The sixth play, the fifth play of the game, and we don't know what the plays are. And this right. isn't like this isn't a we're in the red zone, so the plays change. This is off of a kickoff. So you would argue that this is off of the first fifteen scripted, fifteen twenty scripted plays, and we don't know the play. So what and, is that? And that's, I'm glad you brought that up because Nagy for the past three and a half years has what even quoted and saying that they do like 12 to 20 scripted plays a game. Yeah. Right. Roughly. And it's just like, apparently it's not at the beginning of the game. They're just randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Five minutes like, in the third quarter. We got to run this play. We got to run scripted play seven. It, it got into my wife walked in to like she walked in right when that was happening and was just like, why are you so pissed off? And, you know, right after that whole sequence. And I was just like, and, and, and you alluded to it, Jackson. We don't know the play. And then we call the timeout and then we don't know the play. And then, oh, my God, we got a punt. I mean, like it, it was just the worst. It was. At, oh, and, and then what? We had the four yard. We need five. We somehow get into a thirty five and then we need a. Uh, we have a four-yard pass to Robinson, but oh, dude, that's the Chicago trademark that's been going on. Yeah, since think, the early two thousands. Hey, third and seven, run a three-yard screen play. Think of think of the possibilities at this point with me. Just like think of I, I went down a tree of this, just like of a thought process of what is going on. Okay, so as you've said, Jackson, there's a scripted plays, and this isn't in a bad. This isn't a field position where it is. 
the you know trying to go down the field trying to establish it isn't you know where you have short field position on the other side or your red zone so what does that tell me that the, that multiple dudes don't know the play so that tells me one of two things one they don't know the plays and they're not listening to the guy who's trying to script it to them or Nagy has some scripted plays and he's just switching them right and, and either one of them tells me that just basically what the fuck's going on i wouldn't be surprised if um i mean if still bill laser is calling the like the head honcho calling the plays over there that you know Nagy comes comes in like cuts it on the the radio and says no no i think we should do this like it's they have this plan set up with lasers offense and then Nagy comes in and says we're gonna run this four yard out even though we need five yards so I could that, perfect, I, I Kev. totally perfect. Think that. Perfect. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I, I, I what what miscommunication? And if it if it really is just as simple as they didn't know the play, then and you know Marquis Goodwin ended up having a decent game, and so did Cole Komet. But where is and you've already said the D word there, Kev? Discipline. Where? Why isn't that guy getting benched? Dude, it, it's it was on the defense too. Like the amount of stupid pass interferences like Jalen Johnson like dude you got to turn around you got to turn around at that point like you got to make an effort like refs will call that all day the lining up offsides how many people do we have downfield on a play right with linemen or was it two two ineligible men downfield right and you have to think okay if you're going to run an RPO offense and I'm gl- I, to be fair, I'm glad that refs now are calling it more because when RPOs were first being used in like college in the early years of uh, and like like the early 2010s, you know, no one was calling an offensive lineman downfield on a throw. And now they're starting to. It's like you got to have that in the back of your mind that they could call you call it, and they called it twice yesterday. And you know, kudos to the refs for making that right call. But if you're a lineman, like. You got you. You can't go behind the line. Of, you can't be in front of the line of scrimmage. Like it's so dumb. And I think it really is like a top-down approach. It starts with Nagy. The the lack of it almost reminds me of like it is kind of like Trestman ish, where it's the lack of details costs you games. The, the you, fact. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, no. I I go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say the fact that like all phases of the game have made just completely undisciplined mistakes. I mean, the offense, we, we mentioned it, all the, you know, not knowing where to go, the offsides, having to call a time, having a wrong play call after timeout, whatever, and then the defense has all that. And on special teams, you got, I mean, Grant running out. I'm sure he's not supposed to be doing that. Uh, it just it has to be the head coach's responsibility, and he's got to take that, on his chin, say, you know, I'm clearly not doing a good job controlling the these buck guys. stops. The buck stops here. Right? Yeah, I mean, because like obviously the coordinators are responsible as well. But uh, if you're now a head coach who doesn't have any play calling duties, that's your job to get your guys ready, whether it's in practice or whatever OTAs over the summer. That's your job, not your coordinators. They can take some flack for it, but. If, if you're not able to control your guys, what's what are you doing on the sidelines, Nagy, other than just getting in a wide stance on your knees, just like looking frustrated? How many, how many like roughing the passer calls or 
fucking whatchamacallit, um, unnecessary roughness penalties have we gotten this year? Like we oh. have to be a league, we have to be a league leader in it. We, right, and I, I mean, and I get I'm, that. I'm reading, sold. I'm reading the Google Doc. Twelve penalties. I don't even care what the penalties are. Double digit 12 penalties, penalties. Twelve is penalties ridiculous. for 115 for 115 yards. It's ridiculous. Right? I, I get that the refs made some terrible calls. There's probably about four big calls that they didn't throw a flag on, or they flew for a flag, and it was, you know, um, like I thought Robert Quinn got extremely lucky that when he hit Roethlisberger low that they called that a holding and not like hitting the quarterback low because that was the first thing I thought of when I saw the flag and you know we got we got lucky there I thought the um the Daniels play was completely stupid and I get some new rule but Jesus Christ like when can an offensive lineman pull and make a block um and of course the the taunting play which we'll get to in a little bit but I want to I want to read a stat, and this is this is almost completely night and day with the Bears under Matt Nagy, and I just got this from uh, um, our friend Lenny Weber. So shout out! So this is an interesting out, stat. Lenny. This is a interesting stat. The Bears are four and twenty under Matt Nagy when the offense fails to score a first half touchdown, including postseason. They are twenty seven and eight. When the offense visits the red zone at least once before halftime, that's night and day. Like, and we we talk about and that's not even a you saying are you saying when you say visit red zone are we saying even visiting red zone and just kicking or getting a touchdown? That's only the stat. It just says visit the the second part of the stat. They are twenty seven and eight when they visit the end zone at least once before halftime. What what happened yesterday and what happened in the Forty ers game? Fields in the fourth quarter zipping yeah, the ball uh, is yeah. zipping the ball everywhere. Why does it take him? It seems like he has to overcome these th- this dumb play calling sequence in order to him to start like jetting it around. I mean, when when have we seen the highest PFF graded quarterback is our quarterback? The last two weeks we're looking at it going, wow, we actually might have something here. Those are like two decent losses. Maybe not so much the 49ers because we're mad about the defense. But, yes, I'm pissed off about everything that happened yesterday. But, man, am I – this is the kind of loss where if you give me Fields playing – Fields play, especially in the second half, you give me that play for the rest of the season and we lose the rest of the games, I'm a happy camper. That was like you were mentioning. I think it was going into the Bucks game. You're like, I'm not expecting to win this game, but Show I want up. Fields – I want Fields to, you know, make plays, look right. like he's growing. And he's done that the last two weeks. So I, it, two it, good defenses too. He exactly. Was, he was the highest rated quarterback. Yeah. This week with the yep. ninety point five. Yep. And Pro, Pro Folks Weekly had that. Yep. And it's it's good to see. But why does he feel? It feels like he's got to like take the training wheels off every game. And this isn't Mitch. Like. Why can't we get him? If we get him into a rhythm early, not only are we going to see points, we're just going to he, – he, it's not going to be late into the fourth quarter where he's got to you know, turn it on. And just even so, this is the losing game two times, two times in a row. When do Bears quarterbacks like have that short little two-minute drill and get us the touchdown? And this guy's done it twice. He's put Never. us in a position to win the game. 
Never. It usually ends in a field goal or we're punting or turning it over on fourth down. It's It was absolutely miraculous to see. Not not only just him, it wasn't like he scrambled all his way down to the to score a touchdown. Like he made some big throws and tight windows. So it's like it's one of the best big time throw uh, lead or whatever. You know, I think that's over 15 yards, and they call they abbreviated yeah. BTT. He's one of the best in the league. I mean, he had his um, he had his longest pass reception this this past week with Robinson. What exactly 50 yards? And, and he also and had that a 39 yarder. Was, that ball was perfect. Yeah, but you know, it a, just he had a big one. You know, even the pass that you know. Um, he threw to, you know, Graham, you know, and I get that the guy knocked it a little bit, but he barely got his hand up it's there. It's getting put it in away, there. Graham's still got to catch that ball. He's he's going to put it in such a window that the defender has to make, like, a tremendous play to get it, or it's right there for the receiver. Yeah, I didn't see any throws yesterday except for that one they highlighted with Marquise Goodwin where he kind of gave him a hospital pass over the middle. Other than the throws, other than that, any throws that I saw – there was not a throw like, ooh, that could be picked off. I mean, yeah. the only the, the Niners only inter- game he had that. The Niners yes. game he had that. Yeah, yeah. there was there was the the worst pass he had was just a freak athletic play by Cameron Hayward that interception. I mean, I mean that, he did get one batted down on the last drive of the game. Too. It's true. You know, uh, so he's got to get the ball up. He looks like a guy that what we he looks did. Like a good, he looks like a good rookie quarterback, yeah. which is what you want. Absolutely. Right? That, he he we looks like a guy him. that could have. The, the same thing that just happened to us where, oh, man, you just you just scored too early on the Bears. He can run and get you going and get, get that field goal. Right, right. So we can we can absolutely talk about that because I know you have this on the uh, on our agenda, the the scoring too early. I mean, we had we texted each other like, man, we should have ran the ball a little bit in there. Yeah, uh, you get down, you get down to this. And I, and I get like, you know, you always design a play that could you know, give you a big chunk of yards, but it's just like, you know, you got Pittsburgh on the ropes, right? You, you're, you got two minutes left or less than a minute left or whatever it was. Like you're on the 15 yard line, 16 yard line. Like you couldn't run a couple dives or like maybe a slant play to, you know, get you a six, seven yards, keep building that. And to be fair, you still have to execute in the end zone. Right. And and so, here's what here's like, what I'll it is a very hard thing to do to pop, pop, like run out the clock while score a touchdown in the right time to not give the other team that much time left. But it did seem like hey, they ran the ball, I thought, like decently well. Oh, yeah. But, but you, I, I mean, you, I would have that time. You couldn't, and shave, uh, off, you couldn't yeah. shave off like 35, 45 seconds. You know, yeah. you have. You, you have that time frame. You're starting now in the red zone, and it's first play. First play pass, right to Mooney, you know, done deal. But here's the thing. We've never had that problem. We've never had a problem of <laughs> yeah. scoring too quick. That's never been a problem in the and Bears. Like, even, even what, when they got the ball with, like, 27 seconds left, like, you know, we can make the argument, like, oh, should they kick the field goal? Should they have done the Hail Mary? Like, Fields got you in a position where they could have won. Yeah, right. I did and it last weekend against the 49ers, too, where you ran that and we, we took the lead, and then obviously the defense crapped the bed. But that's two times in where it really matters. One at home, one in Pittsburgh, which is a hard place to play. It seemed loud as hell in there. Yeah, they so, will have that Monday night streak or something like that at home, yep. like where they haven't lost in like 10 games or something at home. 
Coach you there, man. If we can construct a better, you know, get a little bit better of a secondary, we're in good shape. But man, we've never had that problem, huh, Kev? It's scoring too quick. Absolutely not. I mean, the fact that he's able to do this with this roster and this coaching staff just should. Yeah. We should be just like on the moon with how happy. I I tell you what, it it was. It was good to see uh, Mooney have like a good game. I thought Mooney had a. One of this, I and mean, he, he wasn't even down. used in the first two, uh, first two quarters. Yeah, I mean, we finally got, you know, you know, Allen Robinson had about three or four nice catches. Um, I thought Cole Komet played really well. That was, his, our, that was 85 yards. He, this is one of his best games. Yeah. He's got 200 yards in like the last three, four games. So right, maybe we're, right. we're developing the connection here. Maybe, you know, not only were we hoping to see more in the second year because it's what the second year tight ends break out. Right. But also he was dealing with a rookie who's who's developing. So great things all around. I mean, I, I, I it's it's a it's a loss that, yes, I was mad about because of because of stupid referees not so much of wow we lost that because you know and feeling like after the bucks or anything like that i'll take a loss like this you know if we can lose like this against the ravens i'll be happy you know i just want i want to see like we we had this game as a win oh yeah um and it was very winnable and it was just right there it was we right got there. we we got into our own we you know we got in our own way but let's just go ahead and just rip the band-aid off what <laughs> What the hell was that? Yeah, what? the, the hip check ra- heard around the world. What the hell is that? That was I at first like I didn't like really even notice the like hip check because I was just like I, I first didn't notice I was, until that that night when I got home. At first I was like astonished by the the celebration afterwards where he did like a flip kick and I was I was like hell of a spin kick. Oh, hell of a, I guess I guess he's been known to do that. He's been in the league for like 8 years. Like that's well, his trademark. I love it. I thought like that's what it was, but it was just a, a delayed like thing on the the flip kick and that at first I was like that's dumb, but like I guess if they're trying to limit kind of stuff like that. But then like after I saw the replay and it, I it, I saw him walking away from the or towards the sideline and just like shaking his head like you know, doing intimidating football stuff like that every other football player in America has done before. And I was like, okay, like, I don't think that's taunting, but I guess, like, if you're being a stickler. And then I see the hip check, and I'm just like, you lose no, all credibility on there's that. There's no way that that, or that I forgot who it is, Gene Serator, is that the guy? Gene, the Gene, Tony Carrenti. Tony Carrenti. Tony Carrenti, yeah. So, sorry, Gene, I didn't mean to slander your name. Um, the fact that he, like, He's people say he's reaching for the flag like beforehand. No, but you can no. see he is like he after he purposely makes contact with him, he like then looks down, reaches for his flag, and like you can tell he's like got like some vendetta very, against it him. It was very something. bizarre. So it was and I feel bad for the kid because you see that you saw the the coach just like rip it into him because like he did, he only knows that he got he a had no he had no idea why he, he did not know like I knew immediately they were going to throw a, a flag, like, when he was looking at them. Like, when he was, like, uh, the interview um, Adam Johns had with uh, the ref was just, like, what caused it. It was He, he said it was the posture of what he did, you know, kind of, like, giving the stare down to the to the sideline. But, That's like, so fucking stupid. It's so weak. It is such a bad argument because, like. 
if if that's the case, then you throw the flag right there, and it's the end of it, right? It's like, oh god, don't be an idiot. Like, yeah, I guess why wait I guess, after? I guess that's check. I guess that's taunting, but like to do it when he's his back is turned. It's blatant. It's blatant. He 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 got into his head. He didn't like the guy, and he decided, you know, he was gonna let him. Bump him. It was a third down play, right? Yeah. It was a third oh, down play. You can argue that that ended up with, I mean, it did. That ended up with three points. So like you've said, Jackson, not only the Daniels thing, and then don't even get the rough the passer to Fields, who gets absolutely just a huge shot in the back after he's already released the ball. And ben, yeah, Ben has that. He, he's going to be nominated for an Oscar with that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that you could argue ten points. I mean, not only that, there were some other crazy calls, but you could at least almost, eight. At least yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. You, you could argue eight, ten points were just straight up given to the Steelers. Yeah, which and is I mean, he, he's, you feel bad for the guy. Like I knew they were gonna. I had a feeling they were gonna call taunting when it happened. I think the video just showed it, like how weird it was. Where it's just like, okay, if you're gonna throw the taunting call. You do it right there, right? You don't like what Kevin said. You don't wait. You don't wait until the guy is his back is turned to you, and then you like give him like a hockey, like hip check into his into him, and then you throw the flag. And you would think you'd imagine like was he trying to like listen to what he was saying because he didn't say a single thing. No, no. And, and then the crazy thing Reddick is if you look at like, him, if you, you look at his him. mouth isn't moving. Yeah. If you, if you look, look at his his like you said in the eight years in the league. Not only that, dude does spin kicks, and then he looks at a sideline. That's his thing. Like, that's what he does. Yeah, and and I get that they're – if you're going to have taunting penalties, okay, I, I get it. I think it's dumb because it is a game, and in every game you kind of talk shit and, like, rub it in people's face a little bit. Like, they're all competitive people, right? That's what you do. Um. But if you're going to have these strict of laws or rules, excuse me, then there needs to be some clarity of like what is proper or what is not taunt, like what is taunting? Like what are it's, the criteria? It, what are the criteria it, that they're looking at? It's going away. You know, I get, There's I get no like I get throat slash, you know, that's that, that one's, yeah, I could see that one. I could see like if you stand over someone and like or, don't or get like right in his face and like it's blatant not like yes. if you yeah. if you have to inter if it's like you're putting it up to interpretation you're like well maybe then like that's not a taunt it's like, a shitty rule yeah I, it, it's it's dumb but like that would be like more like personal conduct like a more of like a personal foul like it it, it should be absolutely if they if they do a replay it should be obvious to everyone at home and everyone should just yes. go yeah oh like we go that's, yep that's that's, yes, that's pi okay. this oh, guy, that's this, pi this guy did a throat slash. Okay, that's that's taunting. I, I go on every and Twitter and everyone and people that aren't and and, people, and even Packer fans. If you fans are dissecting, are if you are Packer fans are saying we got hosed. If you are dissecting a call, right, and trying to figure out every single angle of it, then it's probably the bad call. Yeah. Well, you wanna, and, go ahead, Kev. And with the NFL, like everything is reviewable. Why not just make that reviewable too? Like the games are already fifty hours long. Just if it's gonna, oh my god, if it's gonna yeah. change the course of a game that much, like it clearly did yesterday. Uh, that was the, the first Bears, Monday night. Make game. Make it reviewable. That was the first Monday night game I watched all year, from the start to the end, because you know it it doesn't end till like eleven forty five out here. It's like fuck, I got work tomorrow. <laughs> like yeah, this sucks. They, 
But I agree with Kev. I mean, just especially if if it's new to you and it's so subjective, then you know, be a bigger man about it and be and go. Oh, I'm gonna look at the replay. Oh, I was wrong. You know, it's that not could be his last play in the NFL. Oh, the the um, marsh or whatever. He Cassius, is Cassius, Cassius Marsh, Marsh, which Marsh. is a, a, a sexy football name. I that was sounds like a like a rock star, name. like a rock star name. How how about this, boys? You want, are you ready to get pissed off? I know Cavs gonna get pissed off. With uh, this one. I'm ready for it. Tony Carrenti, also known for being the referee in two big Bears games, one the Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts, and two. That he was the ref during the double doink game. Huh. I mean, the only thing that would be worse, I think the Super Bowl is whatever we got our ass kicked. But if he was the game with Aaron Rodgers where he threw it to Randall Cobb with like 30 seconds left, I think that would have been. He very hard. well might be. I didn't look at that one. He probably was scheduled or maybe who knows. He's but it's just like this guy just enjoys betting against the Bears and just, you know, obviously he didn't have to do any bullshit on the the Colts game or any of them just because he's like, oh, they're going to kick, you know, they're losing themselves. But let, let I, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The last play of the game, the field goal, would you would have done the Hail Mary or kicked the field goal? I, I mean, you got a guy, what, that's got, that's, that has 40, uh, 40 field goals 40, in a row. Yeah, he was like 40 for 40 or 41 for 40. Which kind of sucks. You you ruined his record with on, a 65-yarder. On, on a 65-yard <laughs> field goal, yeah. Which is like, such a which is such a naggy thing to do, right? Like I would I would have gone for the field goal. I think that it's a higher percent chance of it working than what was the I yardage mean, on that again? 65, 65 yards on that turf. That's the thing. It's, that it, turf yeah, is garbage. Yeah. And he wasn't even close. He was like seven yards short. They made it seem like he just missed it. And then you watch the replays like, oh, yeah, he, 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 he would have been good from like 56, 57. I, I was thinking I understand going for the field goal. I get I was thinking of maybe a potential pass interference because I was kind of like hoping that maybe there was going to be some bullshit like pass interference call or some shit on the Steelers because of how we just got robbed. So like, you know, to like kind of help it out a little bit, I guess. Or, like, you know, maybe Fields gets uh, a roughing the passer and then we're, you know, we with the time runoff, we're 15 yards ahead and now we can kick the field goal, like something. I don't know. But Nagy used his timeout way too early, which was I, was, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that at all. Just well, more what's, what's the management. What's the last timeout they used yeah. on, the, on the field goal? No, he yeah he used on offense. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because we had two, I, we I thought the last time out we used was to stop the clock. We red zone, and I just didn't understand that because we had way more than enough time. And I'm like, dude, we might have to we might have to be on defense, dog. No, well we we used a timeout. To, we did use a timeout on the Steelers last drive to stop the clock on the field goal. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, yes. Yeah, because otherwise they would have ran it down to, like, five seconds and then kicked the ball. Which, people like, oh, they're, again, I, they're, people like they're icing I, them. I, and I'm like, no, no, I, no, they're not icing them. They're trying to get time with the ball. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't understand that potential timeout. You might have needed it later, but. I mean, the one on the their second-to-last drive, yeah, that's that's a little weird. But, like, they definitely needed to use a timeout on the last field goal because otherwise Pittsburgh would have ran it down. Like, that was a moving clock when um, yeah. they're about to snap the ball. 
Yeah, hard, hard to think, but just that—that that was. I mean, it's not hard to think. Yeah, they no, would have I mean, kicked the ball with five seconds left. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was technically the right call to do: is to call the field goal on that play. There to was stop. more time than forty. Yeah, there was more time than that. Well, I mean, no, because they they got in line. They what they they threw that pass what on like the twenty five yard line it was, and like Pittsburgh was running it down, then. Clock still running. There to get was lined more up time than they should have called seconds. a timeout. They should have called out a timeout probably a little earlier. Yeah, something. Who knows? Well, that was a. Uh, I mean, it, I would say that if Justin Fields didn't play as well as he did, it would just been a completely just downtrodden mood all day today. But the fact that he played so well, like it kind of takes the sting even out of the refs. You know, giving it to us and the Bears letting a uh, like game-winning field goal happen, or not game-winning, but giving up a late drive to lose the game. I hate the term, but was this a moral victory type of thing? Like, you got the best-case scenario in a loss. It's like you lost a close game on national TV. We didn't get totally embarrassed. Your quarterbacks, and your quarterback uh, looks like he could be a pretty good guy. Everyone's saying had he's so good, and Kevin n- n- hit it out of the park. He's doing this good with inept ass coaching. So yeah, I think this is absolutely a moral <clears throat> victory. You go into the bye week, and hopefully, you hope that Nagy doesn't naggy, and he we don't come out and get spanked by the Ravens because yes, the Ravens look good, but what? They got spanked by the Bengals, and we spanked the Bengals. So you just just don't look bad. Is all I'm trying to say. Just let's yeah. do, let's do the Ravens like we thought what we could have potentially done to the Bucks, and at least stay in the game. And they they seem to give up points. I mean, to the to the Lions, to the Vikings. So I mean, if I I am not hopeful at all in terms of talking no. about Maggie coming out of the bye week, especially playing a decent team like Baltimore, but the possibility is there for Fields to have another good performance to like even raise our hopes even higher with him. So that's, I guess, that's all I can really look for in a Bears game because I do not think that the Bears are getting back on track this season. I think they're missing the playoffs. I think I thought that at the beginning, even maybe fringe playoff, but at this point, I think that yeah. as long as, the only thing that I want to see is you know, our guy, our young guys get healthy and perform. If Jenkins, I don't think he is he coming back this season. Do we know? I, I hope he doesn't. If we're, you know, like let's just get him back 100. Let, let's get a let's get a. We don't have a first round pick, so let's have him as our first round pick next year. So just give me Fields playing really well and like making making steps. And like the only negative thing about that moral victory that we we got against the Steelers is that the the quality of play being better in the second half it's like at the, at the end of the first uh, second quarter you would have said that Nag- Nagy's got to be fired after the second quarter but then they play well in the second half and you're like well that justifies him being here another week so like I want the moral victories to be all about fields and the young guys and Nagy to still like I yeah. don't think I don't think they're if you're not going to fire him after the Bucks game, uh, Bucks game, you're not firing him. So yeah. keep him the rest of the year. And well, like, we, be, we talked about like this is not like like the Blackhawks or like any other no, Chicago yeah, organization. Like, yeah, they don't fire you. Death. They don't fire you in the middle of the season. Yeah, that's not death. how the McCaskies rule. Roll. Yeah, 
it, it, it very well could happen if we have just an awful, awful, awful another game, but I don't want that anymore. We've already we already had our Browns and Bucks games where he should have just never If they get uh, embarrassed on Sunday night to Green Bay, I I would not be surprised if he's not back. I, I mean I, I actually kinda think Nagy is gonna be back next year. Ha, uh, no. There's no way. They're already there was that USA Today article. They're already looking for somebody. They're already. I mean, like, they're always they're, gonna be looking. But if Fields keeps developing and like they're close no, in games no, and they pull no, off a couple no, of no, upsets, no, I would not be no, surprised no. if he's back. Get the get no, that get no. that out of existence. Yeah. Suck no. all those words back up and don't. Even, I hope yeah, he's not. So. I hope he's not. But like no. that brings me that brings my no. next point is like what type of off like do you want like an offensive guy? Do you want like a defensive guy? Because like. I think ha- getting like Vance Joseph from the Cardinals would be pretty tight. Just give me a guy with NFL experience. Don't get a, give me get, a Canadian get, guy. Get a defensive guy and just get and then with that head coach hire, get an offensive coordinator that can work with Fields and then see. I, what, I don't want. I don't want to hear a guru though. I'm done no, with the offense. No, I again Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator. He's made he he, he he the Cardinals defense was very 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 much like our defense coming into this year where they got rid of Patrick Peterson got rid of Kyle Fuller and now they have these two younger corners and Byron Murphy is looking like one of the best corners in the NFL yeah and they're getting great looks from their young linebackers I think that he's a he's go he's a good get. Was Vance Joseph? He wasn't a head coach previously, was he? I don't think so. And I'm no, not, I don't. I would. So. I would like uh, a guy who was a head coach at some point. But who is that even? Like you know, what I mean, who? Do you go back to like a like we talked about this last week, Kev. Like do you go after like a Drew Pearson or Drew Peterson, yeah. whatever his name is? <laughs> Doug keep, Peterson. Not Vance, Joseph, Joseph, no, Vance Joseph. Not was the head coach of the. Uh, he was event, uh, at one point the head coach of the Broncos. Oh, was he interim? Um, he was after McDaniel's. Two, yes, yes. Uh, he was, was just, he was interim coach for four games. Gotcha. I remember hearing that name, and I was like, I can't remember or not if he was if he was or not. But yeah, so, someone like that I think is great. Fits the mold. Get a guy who can shape this defense, and then get that coordinator who can really help transition uh, Fields into the future of his career, and just hopefully that skyrockets. I think that's a great plan. Do we think the McCaskies are going to figure that out? Doubtful. No. They were, dude, they were horrid. They had a horrid defense in 2018. And then he comes in 2019, has to just turn it around. And now they're, they're. I mean, everyone talks about their offense, but their defense looks great. Ooh. Joseph has some stuff on him. I guess he was accused of, like, sexual assault a few years ago. Never mind. Forget it. It turns out like the story is goes back and forth, but whether he's whether whether he's innocent or not, like the McCaskies don't like people with any drama. Like, do you do you think that Brian Dabble is just this? Like everyone wants, everyone thinks he's the number one. Is that is that who are you arriving with? I don't know, and I also don't want to go to college. Like, I don't think there's any good college prospects. Everyone thinks Ryan Day is he would be the higher. Pat Fitzgerald, Jim Harbaugh. 
that'll that'll come up if that if the search. I mean, Jim Harbaugh up. did technically have a pretty decent NFL. Jim career. Harbaugh has got one of like the best winning best winning percentages as an NFL coach ever. His his brother's just better. I don't think so. I think that his he John did, he beat went, him in a John beat him in a Super Bowl. I said winning percentage, dog. <laughs> Ever. You can take your winning percentage. John sleeps with the Super Bowl trophy. I'll take the yeah. Super Bowl trophy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I said winning percentage. I mean. <laughs> you know, Jim Harbaugh has not done a really good job in college football. That's why he was my most overrated person. But, I mean, I think just going forward, I, I you know, I this was the part of the season where it's like, okay, it's tough, but it's manageable because, like, the second half of the season, like, we definitely thought there are games that the Bears can, like, win. You look at the Giants, you know, the Vikings. Um, we have the upset pick with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think that's going to happen. But it's the NFL. It is the NFL. It is the NFL, and crazy things do happen. But um, I'm going you know, to that game, so I, I'm just telling you. Something. Are you bringing Jen to that game? Jen is going to be there. Tim yeah. Miller being in attendance, that moves the line at least two points in the Bears' favor. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but, like, losing those the games to San Francisco and this game was just like, damn, there was your opportunity to kind of get back on track before you play Baltimore. You know, you kind of just, like, squandered it a little bit. But you, you 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 have that moral vi- victory. I think everyone's hyped up in the locker room right now. I think we're gonna do well. So I mean, here's uh, the thing: look. they need us. They need to win more games because you don't want to give the Giants, um, your draft pick. You don't want to be like a top, below a top. Te- or below I I, a top I agree with you, but at this point, I really don't. I really don't care. Like I really don't care. I, I don't want to even talk about that anymore. It's already traded, and guess what? It looks like I might have a quarterback, so I don't give a shit because literally, literally when we were talking about it. But they don't have any draft picks really going forward next year. You know what what else you can't win with? You can't win with no quarterback. You you can't win without a quarterback. I I agree. We had one of the best teams ever, and we had Mitch Trubisky. You also can't can't say on a podcast – like, oh, he's not doing well because he doesn't have the right players and the right coaching. Well, half that does come from drafting the right players. I mean, I we have think, some decent players. I just think if you if you would have said, Jackson, Tim, Kevin, you have, you have the possibility for the Bears to have a potential star quarterback for years to come, and you were not going to have a first-round draft pick in next year's draft. 100 times out of 100. You were going to say... Yeah, no shit. I'm gonna take that deal. But now that now the fact that we have, well, we we have or it's likely that we're going to have this star quarterback. Now it's like, well, I kind of wish we, we kind of wish we had this and that. Like it's you can't have everything. Like do you think yeah, the Bears then are going to think the Bears? Do you think the Bears then would be more aggressive in free agency? I think we, those I, 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 th- I think we have money. Absolutely. I, I mean, the cap opens up a little bit next year. You're 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 getting at least two. You're doing what other teams aren't doing, and you're starting you out of necessity. You're starting your rookie offensive lineman, so you're getting value off of some of these guys. And again, what if Tevin Jenkins comes back after a whole season of been able being able to get right, and he's a killer. And you're, yeah, and you're, I think you're on a left tackle on a rookie deal, a quarterback on a rookie deal. That's 
how much money you're saving right there in those. I mean, I would, I would like, I would actually kind of like to see Jenkins play like the last three games, just so I, he can, uh, no, just so no. he could see the NFL nope. speed. Nope. <laughs> uh, get him, get it, get right, and let's not have that, you know, regret. And um, we have a guy on our team who we're going to sign because he's a middle linebacker who will be the captain of that of that. Yeah, he's, he's uh, who will he's, be he's, the captain that side of the ball for the rest of his career if he wants to be. So we're looking pretty good. Like future wise, like, yes, there's holes, but that's the thing it's called the, like, the entire secondary, the entire secondary is off. Got it. Who, and for whatever reason, uh, I mean, pace can find guys in later rounds and get them, you know, but why not? Like, okay, spend a free agent on one of those, you know, get a free agent wide receiver, get a free agent, somebody in the secondary, you know, get Eddie Jackson right, all these different things. Jalen Johnson, yeah, he makes some bonehead stuff, but he's still young. But, damn, dude, he's on it. That guy plays well. He had a great play. Uh, he had some great plays last week, or, I mean, this week, too. And I don't know. I think that it's looking better. Just And really, all it takes is what Kevin and I are saying. Man, our quarterback can actually zip the ball. It, shit changes, man. Shit changes when that's happening. Not even I mean, just like the skills, but just like the skills of the players are playing better, but just like the attitude, you know, when you got a good quarterback yeah. Well, yeah, out there. Yeah, you got the attitude, but like there's still so many holes. And like even for next year, like there's going to be holes. Like, I'm sorry, Bill Dorr is not good. He's not good. Like, so I you think you need go to address, spend. I, so guess what? I think you need, I, wouldn't you like, want a high not, second round they pick they to get spent, that? They have not spent money well. I think your first, if you, in your second round draft pick, I would aim more at a secondary. I like, I, I think I, I think okay. I'd want another. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we get Jalen Johnson in the second round? Yeah, I think so. But you know, Jalen is Jalen is Jalen is good, but like Jalen also gets destroyed against number one wide receivers. Uh, so does every corner in the NFL because this is a passing well, league. Happy league, right? Well, I, I, I think it's hard to like try and assess holes in the draft primarily because like you don't there's some you don't know what you're going to get out of the draft that yeah that's the the beautiful thing about the draft yes and you can say free agency is one thing but like even even in free agency you don't know if like a guy's gonna come in and play well it's all it's all a big giant crapshoot so like jalen johnson like yeah he's he's great some days and then sometimes he does makes really horrible or dumb plays but the fact that some of these guys that are are could be our star position players or big keys. The fact that they're young just gives me a little bit more hope than us having an aging roster in those positions. I know I mean, the problem is that defense is getting old. Could oh, defense is old? Got yeah. it. We're not going to be a, a a playoff potential and perennial winner. This is about the uh, the end game, and we're looking. And Kevin has just said it, and I've said it. We have potentially now a quarterback, potentially a le- a left tackle on a rookie deal. And a stud middle linebacker who's gonna sign with us because we're gonna we're gonna throw the book at him. So we're, when do you we have three when players? Do you, when do you that, think when do you think that they can compete or be a consistent playoff team? Because I I think it's still about two years away. That's fine. 
because we're, we're Fields is going to keep developing. I mean, dude, come on, dude. We're not even close. Even if it, I think we're all in agreement. It's not going to be like, oh, we're just, we're not at a point of it's, we're missing a few pieces. Next year's our year. No, I mean, it's going to be, it's like the NFL is such a high turn. Hold on, hold on. on. It's, it's going to be a few years away, but the fact that we have like this quarterback where we're able to watch him grow and develop and, you know, maybe, we have a season where, like, we achieve overachieve and, like, we just look better. I think that's what we're going to kind of expect. Like, it's going to be exciting to watch these teams in transition just because we have that quarterback uh, of the future. So, I agree. It's not going to be for next year decades, or year before that. But. For decades, it's always been the quarterback, right? And, like, you see games like yesterday, it's like, oh, shit. Like, I think now the next step with, with Fields is like, okay, you know, he can bring, he can keep you in a game like we did, like we saw with San Francisco. Okay, he can keep you in a game by making a big throw or a big run. I'm glad now he's running the ball. Um, you know, picking up those six, seven yards for a first down, like we talked about. It's like he's not running. Yesterday he ran pretty well. Um, the week before, obviously he had that awesome touchdown. What now are we he's even able talking about anymore, dude. Now <laughs> it's like I think the next step for him is like. Can he get that game-winning drive and like? He's win done game? it twice. The defense just pisses it away. So can I like, he get I the wa- game-winning drive? He's literally done it twice. I mean, the defense against is two really good They're- defenses. Okay, so wait, wait. I'm sorry. He plays defense too. They they should they should just put him out there. So again, you're 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 so concerned you're so concerned about not having this first round pick, and and then we're just and then you're saying okay about this defense again. I'll 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 use the Cardinals as an example. Byron Murphy, I said, is just absolutely killing it. Second round pick, thirty the thirty third pick in the draft. Get a high second round, dude. You can get him, and you could get a good coaching staff that's going to change then it stuff sounds around. Like they probably should have made a move at the trade deadline. Why are we trade? You're we're going to start making moves in the trade deadline for what? I mean, I think they should have traded Robinson. Oh, I thought you were saying buying people. I'm like, you're no, crazy. No, yeah, no. Let's let's call let's they, call they the yeah have... yeah you're right. Let's call all those teams that are willing to give young cornerbacks away. <laughs> get, 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 no, get the no, hell out of here, dude. No, you live in a fantasy like a world. Get, no, but like they, they they should have made a move at the deadline to get like a second or third round pick, like an extra second. You ain't or getting third a second. Pick. For uh, you would get like a fourth or fifth round pick at best for Robinson. Because he's, it's not like he's on a deal. Like you're, dude, you're, you're, you're. I, I, I love where your head's at. And I know where you're going, but I think that. But if that's you already made the argument, if we do get like a fourth round pick, like that's where Pace's best round is, like historically the fourth round. So wait a minute. Let me. I mean, let me get this. Let me. Let me get this. I would have. I would have sold. I would have sold off. I would have sold off assets at the trade deadline. Okay. Let me. I would have tried to make. I would have tried to make him. Let me get this straight. First of all. You don't want to lose more games, right? Because you don't want to give the Giants a higher pick. But then you're saying sell the team. And then you're saying, well, well, we don't have a first-round pick, and we really need a first-round pick. And you're saying sell people to get a fourth-round pick? What is? What are you smoking over there in D.C.? <laughs> you, There's you, a lot of weed you, in here. You, you, D.C. You, loud. You're talking yeah. about four different things simultaneously sir i think what you, have, what you need I to mean, do is what everyone in chicago did, can do is take a deep breath because i think we found our quarterback i, I let, let, let me just summarize it with this because I, let's just we should probably just move on to the next portion of the podcast but i don't think we can really truly 
say anything about what the Bears should or can do because they're they're not they've never been in the situation to build around a franchise quarterback. And I think we just gotta kinda wait and see because for it's always years, been around a running years. back or a defense. Exactly. So they're in a completely new chapter of my Bears fandom that, you know, it, it's going to be different now because they have that quarterback that they've been searching for for years and years and years. So let's just wait and see. I'm sure. I mean, I know that they have a track record of not doing well in free agency or whatever, but we'll just wait and see. We have the guy on offense. We have a guy on defense and Roquan Smith. And I think we can only just wait and see what's to come in the future. If he plays very, very good the rest of the season or even just decent the rest of the season like this, he he's already in all these commercials. Do you know how much that like the Bears are going to get pumped the rest of the next year and the year after and all that? Free agents are going to come flying over here, dude. Are you kidding me? New stadium, yeah. too. We're going to start just – we're going to be a destination, but you don't be a destination without a quarterback. And that's what we need. That's what we uh, might have. Every, everything's coming up fields, potentially. Absolutely. Um, well, I think we'll, we'll put the end cap on, on the Bears talk there because I'm sure we could go for another 30 minutes just going into oh, yeah. 2026's draft picks and what are we doing. But – uh, is there some something some news that's been going around? I'm I'm seeing. I think we have some bear news. Bear alert! Bear alert! Bear alert! Bear alert! Bear alert! Welcome back to the bear. So, a couple days ago, a bear in California decided to go through uh, an entire neighborhood, um, like in the late evening. This bear also got into a couple pools you see it on the cameras like he's swimming around in the pool i thought it was more impressive this bear gets on top of the like a wall like a brick wall and you know how narrow they are like on top and he's just like nimble as a cat on the wall and i thought that was pretty cool but he was going through trash cans he was you know, pooping in places. He got into a grill and started eating the, the grease off the like remains off of a grill. He was having a good old time in the suburban California and good for this bear. It definitely reminded me of the episode of the Simpsons where a bear stumbles into their neighborhood and Homer like freaks out and creates like the bear or the town freaks out and creates the bear task force and they never catch another bear. But that's what it kind of reminded me of. Dude, bears, yeah. bears get everywhere, man. They're they're like big, humongous, giant raccoons. They can eat you. Yes, can, they're raccoons that can eat you. Yes. Raccoons are probably just spot, like just distant relatives of the bear. So raccoons are gross. Whereas you might think of a raccoon as dumpster diving or anything like that, but when you think of a bear doing that, you're just like, you know, he's not, he's not. Yeah, dirty. He's just he's that's what he wants, and I'm gonna let him have it. Well, he went into the pool. He went in the pool, and uh, he got himself a nice bath. There oh yeah, so yeah, dumpster dive. At least he was like he was had uh, enough awareness of his hygiene to you know, at least clean off a little bit. He was in Los Angeles County too. This is where it happened. So Where's a big I, gorilla? They're not gonna dump go into the pool. They're gonna just be walking around with their dingleberries on their ass all day. Uh, throwing well, their if they go into the pool, them. they're gonna drown because I don't think they can swim. But you know they have they have thumbs, but they can't swim. 
even if depending they even on, if they could swim, they'd yeah. still just be a dirty asshole all over the place. And depending on where the bear was in LA County, if he was like in a, re- I, I doubt he was in a really uh, swanky part of LA, but I, that's a horrible place to dumpster dive with like kale chips and yeah, like vegan rolls and stuff like that. I think it'd be to- cooler if the bear was actually downtown LA. Like, you know, like in the city and the bears just like walking around and you see like people just like, whoa, what the yeah, hell? He's just like dumpster Hello. diving at like a California pizza kitchen or something like that. That'd be great. You know, walking into like a sushi restaurant and just like laying on a table and eating food. And, you know, what are, you, what are they going to do? Like, I'm for this. I'm for the bears becoming neighbors of ours. And, you know, maybe one day the bear will become like a top like pet. As the cats and dogs have become. I think humans are going to be bears' pets before bears yeah, become so humans. Yeah, that's what you think. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I think you're going to see my ass on a leash getting walked by a bear before uh, I'm walking. They a are, bear. They are. The bears are our new owners. Yeah, can you see it now? They're going to have like mortgage companies for bears and car dealerships for bears. They already it's got Coca-Cola and they already got Charmin, so they're it's they're a, set. It's a bear topia coming soon. I did see um, a couple of people online dressed up as the Charmin bears for Halloween. That's pretty funny. A bear like, costume were holding toilet paper or something. Yeah, and then they also had like they pretended like they had like dingleberries on their butt on their bear <laughs> on their bear costume. Did these people just rub their ass on like? people's like banisters and stuff because in those commercials those charmin bears, <laughs> bears rub their butt on trees. On the they're like oh man i've got no toilet paper so this bark on this tree is gonna really really be suitable for me i don't know i don't know can you imagine like being at a bar and just like oh i'm sorry i gotta wipe my butt on this wall because that's what the charmin bears do <laughs> oh man i've got enough i've got no toilet paper on me i better use this bar stool sounds like a sounds like a good costume it was pretty good it was pretty funny. I've never seen it before, but yeah. All right, boys. What do we say we wrap up this episode with some picks and then head on out for the week? What do we say? I say yay. All right. So we're going to we're gonna extend the power rankings, keep it nice and short this week. So we're going to end the podcast with some picks. Uh, my pick last week hit. It was Missouri minus 38 over uh, Georgia, and they – the cover hit. It was they gave out 37, lost by 37. So that hit. Jackson, what did you have last week? I can't remember. I, I had remember. the tight. I had the Texans over the Dolphins in the toilet bowl, and Miami won. So, so not bad. One and one as a podcast. Uh, let's try and make it three and zero this week. You are just killing it. I think you've got like four or five or five out of six with your picks. I think some, yeah. I think you're five out of like six. That. Uh, let's hope let's let's keep it going. So I'll, I guess I'll keep this the uh, pick train coming, and I'm gonna go back I went from NBA to college, and I'm gonna go back to NBA just because I'm the, the games that I'm seeing. I like this one. Um, the Warriors are gonna play the Timberwolves tomorrow. The Warriors are at home, and they are um, favored by seven points. So I'm gonna take the Warriors. Minus seven in this game. I think that they're just clicking on all cylinders. Curry's healthy. You've got Andrew Wiggins playing great. Um, I can't remember the big guy's name that they drafted a few years ago. The center. They're, they're just playing incredibly well. And the Timberwolves are doing what the Timberwolves do and just playing bad basketball. Carl Anthony Towns has already talked about that he wants out. 
Um, Anthony Edwards. First month good, of the season, you went out? Didn't he uh, sign a big contract a couple of years ago with them? Yeah, I mean, with the NBA now, you can get out of any you can deal walk. you want. Yeah, you can, yeah exactly. Yeah. So my pick is tomorrow's game, Wednesday, November 10th, Warriors, minus seven, over Timberwolves. That's my bet. Okay. You heard it here, folks. You want to make money. Warriors. Warriors minus seven, baby. I'm going to take... This is, like, looking at the matchups this week in the NFL, a lot better matchups than last week, which is weird because all the upsets happened last week, which was crazy to think about. Dogs are out. Um, I'm taking the Patriots over the Browns. Patriots are favored right now, one and a half. I think they cover. I think both teams... Patriots are kind of hot right now. Browns, you know, they got a big win over Cincinnati. It, it, it is weird how they completely did just that, killed. Did the line moves because, like, every single one of their running backs is hurt or COVID or anything. It's one and a half New England right now. Wow. Um, I'm taking the Patriots. It's in Foxborough. I think this is a game they pull off. I Even though the Browns are hot, and it's kind of weird, like, how well the Browns played without Odell Beckham. I thought that was kind of funny. But, yep, Ryan the Patriots. I'm seeing, yeah, uh, Patriots minus two. All right. I just am going to bet a little bit smart here, but a lot of emotion in my bet. Um, I'm taking the Seahawks plus three and a half over the Packers because – you don't get to do this shit if you're Aaron Rodgers. You don't get to just lie and be an asshole and then come back on Saturday and win a game. You don't. You don't get to do it. I know if there's anyone that's that can do it, it's him. But he's not doing it. It's not happening. Russell Wilson's back again. Uh, back, ready to go. They're covering, uh, or I'm not. They're not even going to cover because they're getting points. Three and a half points. Seahawks. That was a weird series too. Yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. Where's yeah, it at? Is it in the... Seattle? It is in, in Green, Green Bay. Bay, Seattle, baby. Three and a half. Take it. Love it. Love it. So that's Warriors. That's Warriors over Timberwolves. Seahawks over Packers. And then, Jackson, you had the Patriots over Browns. Those are our picks. We're going to go 3-0 and this week. I got. I just got a good hunch. Well, plus, if you take the Seahawks, too, and then it ends up being Jordan Love, that's a guarantee because that guy's oh, absolutely. bad. That guy sucks. Did you see where they put his girlfriend and his mom? Oh, and Arrowhead, just like, hey, we're going to put you in the, the the top of the top of the nosebleeds with the sun facing you. <laughs> like, no respect. Like, you couldn't even get this guy, like, his parents and his family, like, decent seats. You had to put them all the way up in the cheap seats. Like, come on. But I thought it was so funny. It was so great that he had such a horrible game against the worst defense in the NFL, just because it would be such a Packers thing that he just went out there and like threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns in his first well, it's game. It's not I, like he's been I on heard the it. team for like almost two years. I mean, it's what it's it's, it's it's his first year. You know, cut him some slack. It's not like he's been learning under Aaron Rodgers for a year and a half. Come on. I, I definitely think I, I heard a good tweet and it was just like I hope the pa- I hope he plays a, a good enough game to think that it's okay to let go of Aaron Rodgers, right? I think, like, I, I think with what Rodgers did last week, I think he's he ain't coming back no matter what. Dude, it's so weird how he's become, like, the most polarized person in the state of Wisconsin. Good. Screw him. I love it. Uh, I think we, just, we should end the podcast there with the good old fuck Aaron Rodgers. 
What do you guys think? Screw good? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's how I go to bed every night. So. All right. Well, Team Bear Podcast signing off. Uh, you can catch our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you catch your podcast. Tweet at us at, at Team Bear Podcast on Twitter. And fuck Aaron Rodgers. And Tony Crenti. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!